0: And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All Ireland football champions for 1949. All oh, beautiful me,
1: you got all what I need. <laughs> Dempsey hits in fear. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Column Coyle hit Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity, delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell come in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets
0: 2-10, Dublin 15. So Joe McDonough, GAA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and these are the football champions. Good evening ladies and
2: gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Meat podcast. I'm Mickey Brendan as always I'm joined in the pod here by a couple of stalwarts of meat football. We've got Kieran Flynn, the Secretary of the Meat Kennedy Board and we have David Rispin from the Rispin blog and unfortunately we have no Brian Kelly today. Brian Kelly got lynched when he went back to Centralstown after his prediction in the ladies final where he was a selector of the team the Centralstone team, and yet he predicted a Simonstone win in the ladies' senior championship final. So, yeah, he, uh, I think he's been burned at the stake tonight, and funnily enough, it's Halloween as well, lads. <laughs> we're all going there <laughs> after this as well. <laughs> it's great to see David Rispin made it back uh, from uh, his holidays unscathed after his prediction on the senior final. Kieran, uh, we were worried about him after that prediction. Yeah,
0: but he, he just needed to lay low until the mine got a win of the Leinster Championship. And once <laughs> St Peter's got the win of the Leinster, they were happy enough to let... Down clay, you know. Actually, on my way home through the airport, I had to obviously
1: come back down the motorway, and uh, just coming up to the toll, I thought I was terrified. They put a big hat on me and everything in case it was identified, so I got away, thank God. But... He got away and
2: he made it back, but I suppose the saving grace was that he predicted a Dunboyne win against Maliers in the Leinster Senior Championship, so um, he, he he will live to
0: see another day in Dunboyne That was a tough prediction, seeing that I don't think Wexford have won a match in Leinster in. I don't know, like 150 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's hard.
2: great foresight. <laughs> I think I, I think <laughs> yeah. he had a fiver on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> on today's podcast, we're going to obviously look back at results from the Leinster Football Championship, the Leinster Camogie Championship, and we'll have a look back uh, at some results from the Minor County Board here in Mead, and we'll have a look to, forward to some um, matches that will be taking place over the next week or two uh, in the football. We'll also maybe... Uh, Take a quick look at a game that was took place that last week, a challenge match between Mead and Calvin, uh, both uh, managers getting to have an early look at, um, I suppose the players that are available, or the players that may have stood out uh, this year in both Cavan and Mead, and then obviously we'll take a quick talk with uh, David about his um, interview um, on the Rispin blog, he did a, an interview with Biggie Riley, um, uh, Mead Stallworth, uh, playing for Mead now for over 10 years
1: I believe David, mm-hmm. and uh, you had a chance to sit down and have a chat with him? Yeah, yeah, uh, good chat with Biggie, Um, very honest about, about things over the last 10 years, the ups and downs, and uh, doesn't hide away from telling them how it is and talks about his, his ambitions and hopes for the future and, and uh, the teams coming along through the minor and under 21 so yeah there's plenty in it so uh, yeah, it's a good he's, reflection he's doing
2: great work in there in that county board as well he's always doing um, camps summer camps and winter camps and Halloween camps and Christmas camps and any type of a camp you can get going Graham <laughs> Riley is always involved with getting the underage involved
0: in Ferris and this year as well there was, um, we ran a competition I think it was they won the home games in the National League and I think it was the Cork game and there was a range Oldcastle had won the prize and they got a free bus to the game with all juveniles juveniles to meet the players afterwards but there was some mix up in the organisation behind the scenes and some of the players didn't get word. so the players had kind of went back in but in fairness to Biggie he rounded up one or two of the lads and came out himself and made a big effort to come out and meet the kids and actually sign stuff and like, that's the kind of we said about Mickey Burke here in the podcast before like, they're the lads who've Spent so long representing the county and really love putting the green shirt on them and just kind of being there for the fans as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember we,
2: we talked about that on the podcast here uh, earlier in the year because I remember that happening. Um, uh, the, the busload of kids coming over from Oldcastle. It was a National Football League game in Park Yeah, I think it was the court game. I'm not yeah. sure
0: it was. It, it the was, fans? right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 that's it. So what we'll do now is we'll take a look back at some results uh, from last weekend. Uh, disappointing uh, weekend for Sim Vincent's. Um, when they lost to Saint Bridget's of Offaly um, on a scoreline of two seven to nine points, St Vincent's, they were trailing I think by nine points at one stage. They'd only a point at half time, but in fairness, they came back in that second half and won the second half. I think, I think it was two five to a point at half time, and it finished two seven to nine. It was just all too little, too late for St Vincent's. A great comeback in the second half, but that ends the uh, Leinster Junior hopes this year, I suppose, David.
1: Yeah, yeah. Disappointing, I'm, I'm sure, for some Vincents. Um, like, we talk about them all the time, their, their fitness and that. And again, they never have They have that never-say-die attitude. And like most teams who'd be uh, 9.7 at half time. they'd probably be bet by 12 or 13 points in the second half. But credit to them, they came back. Probably the concession of them early goals was the difference in the end. Um, I know they were missing Ryan Hand through injury, who's a real inspirational player for them. So he was a massive loss. Um, but look at it was a great, great experience for some instances. Our first ever venture into the Leinster Championship. Um, and they learn a lot from it. They've they've been taken over obviously with the Talton Cup and that as well. So. Look, it's it's never easy going away from home in in the Leinster Championship, whatever grade it is, yeah. um, and especially to Offaly as well. So they just they just fell fell short, but um, uh, fair play to them for representing Mead.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, hard luck to St. Vincent's that to travel down to Tullamore and beaten by uh, the Offaly champions, St. Bridget's. Uh, we'll move on now to the intermediate and uh, one of our, I suppose, uh, a team that holds a lot of. Uh, a big place in our hearts is Longwood um, and Longwood took on St Moctis of Loud we all spoke and speak highly of this Longwood team and again this game went to extra time St Moctis of Loud beating uh, Longwood on a scoreline of 1 goal and 10 to 11 points and uh, a disappointing end for Longwood and, and that was a game that we would have expected Longwood to win So Moctis had only won the, the Intermediate Championship the week beforehand and um, you know we thought that they would have maybe celebrated a little bit during the week but they were up for this game I suppose Kieran.
0: Yeah and no, it's just we it was like going back into our throwbacks and that but in 2009 they actually played each other in a replay so it just shows how tight their, their relationship has been but Longwood came out eleven to ten winners in the junior final that year, in the Loud Village. So it just shows you Longwood had maybe the luck the last time they got Mickey Burke was captain and they collected the trophy in two thousand and nine. But it just shows you it in football it can be cruel and the Moctis got it back this time. But uh, we always say with Longwood this year, like they really tried their best and they can really like they they can't be faulted for their effort. And the Moctis, I believe, are a strong enough team in Loud. This year, a, a few of my friends from up that direction said they were quite strong, and they've improved just like Longwood over the years. So mm-hmm. you never know. Hopefully, Longwood will show their their colours and senior next year and be good. But it, it's disappointing to lose a Leinster, but they shouldn't let that be the the, the mark on their year. Like if mm-hmm. you take that game away, they had a brilliant football in the year. So yeah, and, and, focus and just
2: and just come up a cropper in that final. I suppose the three week gap from when they won, or was it four weeks from when they won the intermediate to that game. Um, you know three weeks and just, you're yeah. celebrating and and the whole lot and then trying to build yourself back up whereas the Mokdas played their final last week, Okay, celebrated for a couple of days, but got straight back into it. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a hard one to call. Do you is the three weeks better or is the one week better? It just turned out this 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 time that uh the one week gap for St Mocta's in Loud was uh was probably was
0: better than the the one day gap that the St. Pat's Arklow had in Wicklow. <laughs> yeah. They played their county final on the Saturday afternoon and then we're required to play road, who are a perennial powerhouse of Leicestershire football. The following day, yeah, and from reading match reports, they said they really were gassed. I know that's probably easy for a reporter to say that they probably were gassed from. But road are an excellent team, but probably something needs to be looked at that when we talk about fixtures, maybe. In next podcast. Absolutely, in the next podcast <laughs> we
2: we will be talking as we said before. We're going to go into uh, depth of. Uh, we're going to get right into the nitty-gritty of the proposals that have been put forward for um, the Mead County Board and, and the restructuring of the championships. And we're going to do that in the next podcast, so stay tuned for that one. Um, uh, so that was our intermediate and our junior uh, Leinster representatives both beaten. But there was some good news on the horizon then as uh, Dunboyne travelled to Wexford, the Innovate Park in Wexford, uh, to take on the Shellamaliers. And the Wexford champions and David you predicted a win here for Dumboyne this, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is like you went totally against the grain and uh, there was a lot of shocked faces when you said this prediction <laughs> but your prediction came true and Dumboyne won on the scoreline of one goal and 12 to Shell Milliers, one goal and two the half time score on that was 10 points to 1-1 in favour of Dumboyne so the second half was a poor enough game 1-2 to a point um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Dunboyne got the win, and they're through to the next round of the Leinster Senior Championship. They'll be taking on the Dublin champions, who <clears throat> have just been crowned earlier on today, Kilmacurkrocks. Croaks
1: mm, Yeah. Um. Watched the game earlier. If I were the and we were just talking about it off mm. off air, I suppose that um, Dunboyne don't have to to be afraid of. Do you know you you get this imagination that you're playing the Dublin champions, and it's kind of this fear factor of playing. Uh, you know the club coming out of Dublin, but from looking at the game, I think Paul Mannion was outstanding. I think he kicked one six or seven from play, okay. but after that, th- there wasn't a whole lot in it. Um, the first half was was a shocking encounter altogether. Yeah, the, the it's like think that's Yeah, what, that
0: Twitter was saying I was watching it myself And, and like
1: it, it, St Jude's came right back into it, but for so long they just stood off them and left let, um, Kilmacud do what they like with the ball and that. And had they pushed up and had a go earlier, they might have they might have come out the right end of the result. But uh, going back to Dunboyne. Yesterday or Sunday, as it would have been. Um, I know we talked about Wexford never having a win in in Leinster, but when you, when you're kind of when you're, I think they were one to eight with the bookies, to yeah. win, and you're going down there, you're kind of on a height into nothing. You're expected to win, exactly, and and it's well documented that me clubs don't have a good record going into senior Leinster games. Um, I think one or two wins after Simonstown in the last ten or twelve years. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that's only marginally better the sort
1: of Wexford, like yeah, that's imagined, yeah. Definitely, something similar. To. So it was, it was, it was good to get the, the, the solid start, and that that paved the way. But um, they were missing obviously Ronan Jones, who's gone back to USA. So yeah, uh, whether he can whether he can be flown back for the, for the Dublin game, I don't know. There's there's rumours that Donal Lennon is actually leaving as well this week as well. So if he was to go, it just increases the pressure on Robbie McCarthy, who's who's a <laughs> he's a phenomenal player. I think he yeah. kicked four points yesterday from play again. He's kind of like one of these lads that you'd, you'd see kicking ball in the park. He's so relaxed and so lax, but he's, he's a quality footballer, and it does nothing really seems to faze him. Yeah. You know, he doesn't seem to they're do all, pressure.
2: They're, they're also missing Galley as well. Like, and, yeah. and, and and the standout thing about that is that. From from listening to the game on the radio, was that uh, the Wexford team, Shelma uh, dominated midfield, Kieran. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we look at the midfield for, um, for uh, Dunboyne, it was Stuart Lowndes um, and Conor, Conor Doran, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Or was it Niall Jones? Um, but, it, but it wasn't your usual, like, Stuart Lowndes is not a midfielder for Dunboyne, he's usually wing back, wing forward. So, you know, that would be the worry is that they need to have Galley back they need to have maybe Ronan Jones there as well you know like uh, but as, as David said as well they shouldn't be fearing that going in against this Dublin team if they can sort out midfield you know like they, they've, they've got players both forward and back that can push them on
0: Well absolutely and that was from, from my listen to it on the radio the midfield battle was most definitely lost by St Peters but their backs and their forwards were, were excellent like it was they mentioned a good few times that mccoy and finn who were completely dominant shea McEntee was dominant but then the, the forwards they said were were uh, completely and utterly dominant like that was Lenihan and these lads were just tying with the wexford lads for a long time And only for a few like uh, brian malone used to play for the county and uh, like years be predominantly a hurling team like and they'd be a very famous hurling club in wexford but i believe just a lot of underage success has kind of brought them up the ranks of the football side of the house but they just didn't match it. They just didn't have the firepower in the forwards, and they were forever at arm's length. And the Dumbine backs were keeping them at bay, and then the classy forwards were punishing them. So yeah, and, and the shouldn't fear anyone in that.
2: No, time. I I don't think so. And if you look at their their last four games, so you well last three we'll say the county final, the county semi final, and the game against one 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 two against Shemaliers against uh, Summerhill. It was nine points mm-hmm. against Simonstown. They conceded eight points. And in the in the drawn game against Kells yeah. in Dunchockland, was it ten points apiece at half yeah, at, very, at, 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 at the end of full time? No in, goals.
1: They they haven't conceded a goal in the, I know they conceded oh. one Sunday, but they haven't conceded a goal in the knockout stage. Yeah in the mid championship against three quality teams, it has to be said.
2: So like I I feel if they like they they if they give Kilmacud too much respect hmm. and let them come on to them the way Saint Jude's is Saint St Judes did today, hmm. like the, I, I don't think they have to. I don't I don't think they need to do that. I think no, they can especially
1: push. it's it's in not not their own backyard but it's in the avenue to home in game Navin, yeah. and and I'd like to think and hope that the people in Mead will come out and support them by yeah. it as well. Um because do you know when it comes to this stage it's great because <laughs> you you know the likes of Summerhill or Simonstown, you're playing these teams and you're kind of baiting the shite of each other. Yeah. And then you come to Leinster and it's kind of, geez, it's actually a Mead team, so you're yeah. kind of, you feel as if you're, you're there to support them, as <laughs> yeah. that's one of your own. Sort exactly. Of thing. And that's the way it should be, I think, when you get to the stage. And look, it is a Dublin team coming into Navan, coming into our back That's it.
2: They're, like they're, in fairness, um, Kilmacud are representing Dublin. Mm. Dunboyne are representing Mead. Yeah. So we got to get behind ours. Mm. Um, or, like well I was just I'm just getting confused there when I say Dumbina representing Mead and the, the Dublin connection and all that but who's going to be supporting who in that game? Is there just going to be an influx of Dublin people into part Township this game? But well, anyway that's just a little dig against the boys. They love they <laughs> more love than the, more than Northside. I'd probably
1: get the blame for saying that. Would you if the
0: Ultons were playing? But
2: just just looking through the Dunboyan team that played on the weekend, um, you know, um, Mixie Dunn came in. Um, Donald Don Lennon is going to be away as uh, as we said, away travelling. So uh, Mixie Dunn is in there. Like they've got they've got some good substitutes to come in as well. Yeah, and, you and you
1: David know? McAdee I don't think played either. He, he was, was injured. Yeah. So. Um, that's another one injured or that was out. So you're you're missing three starters from the county final Sunday, yeah. and it'll probably be four if Donalenna. And a couple, of, one that
2: stands out for me there is Stephen Moran from the junior team. He came on as well. He was fantastic for the junior team, and he's making that leap and that step up to the senior ranks. And um, he, he's played senior football. Like yeah, he,
1: he's, he, it's not as if he's a young lad coming no. on. He, he has so much experience. He's but, but it's great to see that
2: the likes of that he, but the, the junior championship this year is going to give him so much confidence mm. that going in uh, going in onto the senior team again like I'm playing um, I just I just think they've got great strength and depth and I don't think they just should fear no. Kilmacud croaks coming down to now I think
0: a comment on that though about Kilmacud maybe Kilmacud or not maybe the juggernaut that maybe the likes of St. Vincent's or someone coming out of Dublin was in the past like from watching it today like Kilmer-Code didn't have the, the likes of the Dermaconneys or the Mossy Quinns mm-hmm. just as kind of a fear factor I don't think Kilmacud will bring the same fear factor that the likes of the Vincents that are maybe Munn or someone were coming out of Dublin so. pa- Paul O'Reilly
1: was given so much space today Finn or Lavin,
0: Lavin yeah. Seamus Lavin who did a great whatever. job
1: on Barry Dardis in the final he'd probably be the obvious one to, yeah. to pick him up yeah. and even at that they can play their sweeper or whatever in front of them I, defensively, I think yeah,
2: they're sound. They're sound exactly, you know they've yeah, got so, yeah. so such great defenders? I think that they they've nothing to, to worry about defensively. So they don't. It's just getting picking the right fours okay? And and well, not even picking the right fours because we know they've got an abundance of fours mm-hmm. Just getting midfield right. Yeah, yeah. You know, if Galley can be fit to come back in there, he'll do a job in there with Niall Jones or or, or whoever mm-hmm. it is that'll partner him. But they're just missing that that yeah. bit of experience in midfield with looks. But we want to wish them the best luck um, when they take on uh, Cudd of Dublin, the Dublin champions. I think that's in two weeks' time, is it, Kieran? You
0: know, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks' time be in Park Tolchin.
2: One o'clock on the Sunday afternoon mm. um, in Park Tolchin in two weeks' time. So uh, get out and support them by. A lot of
0: games, I think, are finished on the day and all that. So yeah, that's mm. why they just make sure that they're not. Hey! Like <laughs> <Yay! laughs> You'll have that playing again. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> have on <an> standby. <laughs> um,
2: we're going. We're going to move on now uh, to some Camogie results as well. And in the Leinster Junior Camogie Final, Kilmessin came away with a one-point victory after a very hard-fought game against Raharney, one thirteen to two nine. Sees them through to an All-Ireland semi-final. Kieran, and uh, you know a, a, a brilliant result. And there was a there was a homecoming for the girls and everything uh, on Sunday evening or Saturday evening. Uh, in Clemesson um, and Turgies, yeah, and the, and the it was ab- you know like they're just going from strength to strength again well
0: Eileen Donnelly again got player of the match and like she's done that so many times I wouldn't even dare try and count the much of time she's kind of led from the front but Clemesson like see the the system that Camogie works you have to win the All-Ireland twice to get promoted which seems like a mad system but they're going to try it. they want to retain it because they want to get up the level so yeah, yeah. hopefully that'll springboard them on because Reharney in Westmead is real hurling territory mm. they live and breathe it up there yep. so That's a great win for the girls in Clemson, so let's hope they keep going and retain their title. Yeah,
2: so that's a Leinster Junior title coming back to me this week with the Camogie, the Leinster Junior Camogie final, and then the Leinster Junior special, the Leinster Special Junior Camogie final. Is that how we say it, Kieran?
0: Special Junior
2: The say. Special Junior Camogie final Rataut two goals in nine Delvin one goal and five so another Leinster title coming back and uh, David uh, were you at this game David? No no, no I no. didn't get to it. no <laughs>
1: but um, no fair play to them look at uh, Rataut, Rataut have uh, have an abundance of, of players in both codes lads and, and girls um, so it's great to see them getting a bit of success as well as Kilmesson not just taking all the limelight so
2: yeah absolutely and uh, my own kids train in in Ratholt and uh, the work that's going in down there is phenomenal Um, you know every week they've got they split the boys and they've got that many kids playing that they have to split the girls and boys and most clubs try and get the both of them to play together they've got that many kids playing that they have to split them and uh, they do half training is football and half the training is is camogie or hurling. So wonderful. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Eh, uh, well, I, I wouldn't give my young fella a stick. So, <laughs> 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 but uh, no, look, it's uh, it's great work that they're doing now, they're in fairness and they're after winning that special junior camogie final and uh, two leinsters back here in uh, on one weekend. So it's not a bad. Uh, return from the Camogs. Well done to all the Camogs. If we can only get the footballers doing the exact same, they would be doing well. So we're going to move on now. Anyway, that's all the Leinster, uh, um, the Leinster games taken care of, and now we're going to move on. Just give a couple of, um. Uh, fixtures for the weekend the Touching Cup final will see St. Vincent, Vincent's taking on Karen Ross now that's not fixed just yet Kieran. Mm. we presume that'll be fixed tomorrow night they were obviously waiting on St. Vincent's to see how they get on in Leinster mm. they've gone out of Leinster now so that, that frees them up maybe to join the Fesh Cup in Cornobonia next weekend Maybe because
0: both actually they're not playing each other but St. Vincent's and Karen Ross have B-League finals fixed for Bartolson on the 11th on the following week so I presume that either they'll push the B-League out or they'll play the Tottenham this weekend coming. Yeah. I'd imagine that all players just want to get the games played at this stage and mm-hmm. not be getting into their Christmas holidays.
2: Exactly. And the Cornabonia final will take place this Sunday at 1pm in Park that's That sees Oldcastle taking on near uh, neighbours Lock for the third time this year. Twice in the championship. Once in this, uh, the intermediate semi-final. And now in the Cornabonia uh, final. So um, I'd say that'll be a quiet affair. Uh yeah. don't think there'll be much they to talk about after that game they don't really try
0: that hard up there they don't, really, they don't <laughs> care about that much they love talk. each other as well or, yeah yeah they'd be best of mates yeah. so they'd
2: be like I suppose it'd be like Cortown and Alton playing against each other or something Simon's like that. Romatnes and, or,
1: yeah. Or, yeah. Or, <laughs> and why have never used that example. Yeah. why is it always Cortown and Alton? well see I suppose Simon's and Romani I was
2: going to say Simon's and Ramatney's don't train together yeah. <laughs> what's your thoughts on that David no, pass. I uh, <laughs> Pass, ask me a the geography question. But <laughs> oh, chapter that was geography? Um, but, so I own Castle and Balloch.
0: Uh, both clubs actually put up on their social media that they were. Basically, I wouldn't say call each other out, but they're
2: very much saying, like, roll on, Oldcastle, roll on, battle The <laughs> PROs are going to go hard at it too. So everything's geared up for a big final there. It's, it's going to be the battle of the PROs <laughs> uh, in Park Tholchon on Sunday at 1pm. But that should be a great final. And then the second final that's taking place on Sunday is the Fresh Cup final. Um, and that sees Rataut taking on uh, Gail Column kill of Kells. And uh, I suppose, uh, looking at that, Rataut, you know it's great to see them in a senior final. It's great to see Kells in a, in a senior final as well. Um, Kells have been, you know, they've they've been so good for the last number of years. Last five years, semi-finals, league finals, semi-finals of championship, league finals, uh, Fesh Cup finals. Did they
0: win the Fesh Cup recently, no? They, they did, two I think years, it, was, uh, was it? it was two or three years yeah, ago, all right. All. Yeah.
2: But they've just been, they, you know, like they've, they're just going and going and going and going, and each year they're coming coming home with
1: something dirty. You know what I mean? Some bit of silverware. And they, they deserve like, as you said, they've been so unlucky. Like they had they, they had a, a great chance to knock Simonson out three years ago now. Yeah, in yes, the semi final, the really should have at the death, and then this year they had a free kick to beat Tomboine in normal time at the last kick of the game, and that, and it, just that kind of rub of the green hasn't gone their way. Personally, Part of the, I, I'd like to see them. Win, win on Sunday because I think yeah. they deserve something for their efforts they lost Ireland as well recently mm-hmm. um, and they're a fantastic they're a fantastic club in the sense that they, they as you said to you said to me before about you played them in the Fesh Cup this year and mm. they, they did the full compliment full, everyone was togged out strongest team possible and that's in a nutshell. they treat every game the exact same give it 100% and that's the way it should be absolutely like, you, you, you know what you're getting off Kells when you go out in the
2: league game a fresh Cup game or a championship game you're getting the exact same off them they just go out hell for a letter and I, I really respect them great bunch of lads um, I'd love I, I would personally I'd love to see them winning a, a trophy I'd like to see Ratoth as well because Ratoth have been you know doing so well over the last number of years and then they come to championship and they just can't seem to get over that quarterfinal semi-final mm-hmm. uh, uh, kind of thing that's going on but um, for Kells, I just think how do they just keep going and going and going? It's nearly like the, the Mayo of Mead football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have similar colours. They have the green
0: and the red in their colours. So. Yeah,
2: but uh, that, that should be a, a cracking final anyway um, in Park tolshin uh,
0: here. I think like, we've seen them play some my time this year. I've been to a lot of Kells games this year. And the played a good few times in uh, Park Dolton as well. it would be an interesting affair. Kind of, um, they have a style of football that got kind of maybe unhinged when they played uh, Dunham-Ashburn mm-hmm. they just weren't able to break down that blanket defence that Dunham-War brought kind of sort of bring, they bring kind of a, a, f- a ferocity to the game but not necessarily a, a defensive blanket like, no. so it would be interesting to see if that's going to be in more of a favour that they're going to have a more open game maybe and some of their faster forwards could do damage but same time, Gail Cromkill are well-able. They've got Seamus Matt home on a few fours. can well well-able to do damage themselves. So yeah, Bino Hanlon, mm-hmm. I think flying. Uh, he goes out saying how good he has been over the years. But I think it's a really good game and it's well worth... Them two finals could be as good a, good a game as all year. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. If we get if we get the weather we had this weekend, mm-hmm. um, this bank holiday weekend, it'd be, uh, be fantastic. On a wet,
0: windy day be lovely to it, so they hit each other up and down the field. <laughs> there will be great excitement in that too. I think they'll do that regardless <laughs> yeah. of what weather well,
2: I, I wasn't thinking that it was going to be lovely, uh, fresh flowing football that was going to be played in this. In either to of those the wind finals, the the rain and just hitting each other and up and
0: down the field and like just either way, sunny or rain, it doesn't bother me. You're you're just looking Exciting. forward
2: to the two finals, but they are two, uh, cracking finals and obviously the Torching Cup final whenever that's fixed. Um, the three great games there ahead of us, Karen Ross as well. Team that have uh, really uh, been brilliant this year. We thought that maybe they might get to their uh, junior final, but they didn't. Um it's Vincent's playing. too. Like they'll yeah. be looking
1: for redemption. Yeah, they, they they had a bit of a collapse in the second half against St. Vincent, so they'll be out to they'll be out to get their own back at them. So that'll be an interesting one as well. It will be, and especially Vincent's after going out of
2: Leinster as well. They probably mm-hmm. you know they could be just you know a little bit deflated after that, and so it could be Karen Ross's chance to get one over them but uh, in uh, other matters we have the small ball and stick game uh, taking place um, the Hurling Brendan Davis Cup final is taking place next weekend Sunday at 1pm and it's going to be Kildalki versus Trim Aratote Trim Aratote that game
0: is on Tuesday night it's 8 o'clock in Dimchatlin I think it is That'd be obviously I'd say the, the fixture makers in the CCC will be hoping Trim win because either the Fesh Cup or the Brendan Davis is going to have to be postponed or else, at least give them another hour so they can get across from Kildare to Kildonagh if they're going to go down the old school route. Two yeah, week one. Yeah, yeah, play them in the the one day. But the Brendan Davis Cup final has been a great one actually. Run a few years. It's uh, they used to have the kind of a tournament like that in the hurling, but they they it basically just follows the side of the Fetch Cup and it's named after a great gale from Kildare, Brendan Davis, mm-hmm. and it's played every year in Kildare. Yeah, and Clonmellson won the first one a few years back, and ever since then. Kildarki have actually had a very strong record in it and it's something that they really try and win just for their own club and their tradition so that would be a good game if you're if you're not inclined to go to the football The a lot of South Mead people who go to the Hurlund and Kildarki and it would be a very good game too so. mm-hmm. uh, shame they're at the same time because I'd love to be at both myself but. I'll probably go to the Hurlund myself Mickey? Uh, yeah Yeah So yeah. yeah. you going well i've scene this you know nothing about football you go to the Hurlund as well <laughs>
2: Yeah, you just him. you wait like go through all the predictions from the whole year and we'll yeah. see. We'll see who knows nothing about football. But on that I, note, n- I never said move. I knew nothing about football. I said he <laughs> knew nothing about football. Well, and that's what I'm saying. We'll see after I go through the year's predictions. But uh, we'll move on now Fire to <laughs> the minor minor board. We don't have Brian Kelly as I said. Like he's uh, tied up at the moment in a shed <laughs> <Yeah>. in Central <laughs> somewhere out in Park. Um, uh, he's probably. He's probably been put through his paces now out there. Why? Why? Why did you predict Simonson win? Um, but uh, Brian Kelly, obviously. Uh, th- there was minor games on today. Is that probably why he didn't make it? Yeah,
0: there was minor games on in Partholshin today. So I'd say he had a long old day. I, I know the feeling when you're in there all day. You yeah. get home and it was cold. It was, it was cold was. today in and There was games. He was there Saturday as well. There was minor games Saturday as well. So he's a t- he's he, was a- he was
1: actually doing... I was in a game, a shield final on Saturday, and he was doing linesman and... Uh, the, on the Tannoy as well yeah, I've had that I've had that job he's, uh, he's some a tri- job. Uh, in fairness he's some trooper Yeah, no, uh, he's guys. a little
2: trooper, a <laughs> trooper. ah Jesus would <laughs> be sad to see him go <laughs> 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 anyway moving on <laughs> so just in in, uh, I suppose in in his absence, we better give out some uh, d- minor results. In the minor division three final, Summerhill took on Oldcastle. And Summerhill came away with a one-point victory here. 1-9 to Oldcastle's 11 points. A one-point victory for Summerhill. And in the minor division two, it was Dunjockland one twelve, 12 Gaels Gale 6 points. A nine-point nine, a nine point victory there for Dunjockland. I know
0: Brian had kind of discussed, just discussed with that during the week about them like uh, Oldcastle up until about three or four years ago they were never actually won an, a minor final they won the first minor championship final I think it was three years ago and they're, they're a club now that are really doing the work at Underage you see them up on Facebook uh, Brendan Halpin the juvenile chairman is great up there doing the Oldcastle Tigers in the show hall and mm-hmm. all, all the kids are playing and everyone is really enthused up there and it's showing on the field they're really getting lads out and that's kind of summer hit obviously they come back every year with new players but on but the second game in and uh, North May Gales. Uh, Brian and this grading committee were agonising over Donegal in Division One or Two because they had lost all their games in the league. But Matt Costello, Luke Mitchell, were yeah, weren't going to be yeah. And you're kind of caught between grade and do you do it? How much you think is going to happen or what's on the paper? Yeah, because they didn't have they didn't have a great year under sixteen last year, and then this year they had a poor league. So by that matter, they were in Division Two. But then it's obviously it man? showed that when you've got your two county men on the field, mm-hmm. it's a lot different. Yeah, game. they make a big difference. And, and especially I've, those two lads. And I've had that problem myself when we were great in juvenile competitions. And you're just saying, well, this is what I think is going to happen or what's on the paper. Like, it just shows you it's not easy. Yeah. But in fairness, don't take Anthony away from the chocolate and they're deserving winners. And Northmead Gales, which is done Condor, Mead Hill, in and Wood, didn't go down without a fight. Like They're well able to. That's that's a great level for them to be playing too, like three small little villages. So. Absolutely. Oh, they're, they're well able to fight. <laughs> <laughs> with each so other it's, or with everyone? Everyone. <laughs> yeah. it's not even three villages; it's two, two and a half villages. Well, Me and Hill does really have a village.
1: But just going back, you made a good point there on Old Castle Kieran. Um, like, and you know, you know, first hand, Paddy Gilson has done yeah. an unbelievable job yeah. there sorry, sorry. from from tens and twelves up to where they are now. He's involved in most teams there, and he's obviously still playing himself he's done a fantastic job and Summerhill as well on the other hand like I was over there for a B League game we were playing Summerhill during the summer I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday evening I just couldn't get over the amount of kids out training on the pitch on on the Tuesday or whatever
0: you told him McDonald's over I could not believe I know it's a big enough
1: area but the amount of kids that were out training and playing was just phenomenal to see so we, we always talk about Summerhill and they're not they're not one of these you know powerhouses of mean mm-hmm. football but mm-hmm. like they obviously have that conveyor belt of of, yeah. of you know underage talent and that's gradually coming through into the senior ranks and that so they're the they're going to they be have, around
0: the are what they have better yeah. maybe some clubs can fall foul of having those numbers and get rid of them do yeah. Oldcastle have a GDO or a GPO no but they one thing that I know that helps them is the secondary school in the village, all the kids go to one school, so they do play a lot of school football together as well. Mm-hmm. But I think they've just they've put in a and effort and they're really up That's there.
2: To do that without a GDO or GPO mm-hmm. um, is, is is phenomenal, you know, um, because most clubs need someone like that to entice the players back Gilson in. Taken, Paddy Gilson, yeah. He's, he's taken on, in on that role. But, uh, it's well really hard to get someone to go over
0: that mountain though I think if we're trying to hire anyone <laughs> <laughs> the, itself, the old castle has said it's very hard to come back and then there's the language barriers right? <laughs> we'll cross, you know, so really that's, you'd know. have the <laughs> dialects you know, that. <laughs> Paddy had said that with the miners he said but the amount of times he's been training over the years in Dungani or Navan, he says he finds new ways of going home and everything just to kind of keep the variety of the route like, he says, <laughs> there's about 25 different ways to get to the castle <laughs> from Navin, or, God there is yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely so, um, so something that's, that's why it's great to see a pocket of me like that nearly as strong as ever yeah. mm-hmm. and we talk about rural
2: decline and all that maybe and Oldcastle is as strong as ever so yeah, it's great yeah. to see um, Fair play to all Paddy Gilson and everybody else doing the great work down there um, we're going to move on now that's all the results and fixtures done there's, there's one game that we what we do want to talk about is a uh, challenge match that t- took place last week it was Mead against Cavan it took place in Dungani I believe was it um, and uh, it was a chance for Andy McIntyre to see a few players um, that he hadn't seen before, and for the new Cavan manager Mickey Graham mm. to um who who's just come from Mullen um uh, to to the Cavan job. He's still so, coaching
0: them as well, because they're still in Leinster. Yeah, he's still yeah.
2: coaching them at the moment, so he is. But he had a chance. I suppose both managers got a chance to see a few players. Um and looking at the Mead team, David, Sean Sean Tobin back in from Simon's mm. turn. Who left the panel last year?
1: Yeah, an interesting one. Mm. And, and back in that, he was in that midfield I think yeah. the other night as well. And he played played a bit of the championship this year with Simon so midfield. So that's an interesting experiment. Uh It was great to see Mickey Newman back in as well. He was he was in the I think the, me played a two man full forward line with Barry Dardison and himself, and I think Ben Brennan just kind of looping around or roaming around there, which is a, which is a strong and kind of exciting full forward line for yeah. me. Uh, they'd be more the more established lads. Then I think you had you had one of the Ryan twins. I think Ronan, Ronan yeah. uh, and then Keen Devlin as well from Summerhill, Owen McDonald from Naffine, uh, Sean Noonan Centralstown, like even Marcus Brennan there in goals. From yeah, Mark, he's, you, you know all about him. Like and he's he, in fairness to Marcus, you know anytime Andy's been stuck. And he's picked up the phone and asked them. you know, Marcus Brennan's been there to answer his call. And who knows, you know, this age is just a number. And we always talk about the likes of Marcus Brennan and Tony McDonald, two of the best goalies in Mead. Yeah. They're, they're in the twilight of their career. But that doesn't really mean, you know, if you're, if you're good enough, you're old enough or if you're young enough in this case. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. Um, possibly that could be something Andy's looking at. Uh, I just, I was actually talking to, um, to Barry Dardis briefly after the game and he mentioned about the kickouts the the new rule that's coming in, so every kickout was obviously drove along and has to go over to the, the forty five, mm-hmm. and he reckons that it's going to make games a lot more, um, it's going to make them much closer and it's going to increase the tactical battle on the sideline. He says tactics are just going to go up another degree. He says he reckons as a result games are going to be closer and and kind of the old kind of fashion midfield battle. We'll going to re-ignited, Is going yeah. be isn't
2: there something as well about um, you have to have a certain amount of players in you can only have a certain amount of players in, in the middle mm, in the, the kick out yeah, yeah. as well in so, the hand passing and, and that so the, uh,
1: it would have been interesting I, look I didn't get over to the game I didn't even know it was on at the time I just heard it after it but it would have been interesting to see how it kind of played out but I'm sure as you said both teams were experimenting um, there was actually a rumour going around then on Hogan's stand on the forums that yourself you tugged out for Calvin then <laughs> on the Wednesday, but, but one of the one of the more um, knowledgeable uh, <laughs> posters uh, in, informed that you were actually a mead man through and through. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was that was a good one. Yeah, that the Calvin man had lined out for Simonson a few times. I, I, I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. that one. Um, but uh, it, 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 something that struck me, um, or a player that that I was interested in seeing how he got on, was Derek Campion. Um, we know how good he is last few years, minor and under-21 or under-19, um, Captain Mead, Screen Man, you know, when you're looking at youth coming through, he'd be one of the yeah. ones that we'd be hoping for big things from. How did he get on? Do you know? Or... Yeah,
1: he, he was centre-forward, I think, um, right. and, he, and he played well by all accounts, from what I heard. He, he's He's such a really traditional footballer and and maybe if 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 the tactics have changed and you're looking kind of to to deploy a more kind of kicking game he'd be the, the link probably to get mm-hmm. that ball into that full forward line I know if Donal Lenhan's not around but if you have the likes of Mickey Newman and Barry Darvis in the full forward line just for example them two players they thrive on good ball yeah they're, they're probably not the quickest of players they, they admit that themselves, mm-hmm. but they're classy footballers. And if you get quality ball into them, and Campion can do that, yeah, and he's yeah.
0: He, he could be he could be the one with they would say the outside right foot is classy when, yeah. he, when he when he utilises that. it's yeah. classy. As but well. as you said,
1: hopefully we, we see a few more. Look at James Connolly, Ethan Devine. They'd be just another two from, yeah. from memory that. That you'd like to see probably tried and look there is a series of challenge matches coming up another player was, was delighted
2: to see getting a chance is neil kane or Squid. Yeah, kane sure. uh, from south and everybody's not just because he's my own club man but i see how professional that player is um you will not find a club player that's com- as committed as he is um he's he's just he breeds and sleeps um football and training and the whole lot and um the reason why I'm so delighted for him to get a call in is because everybody's been talking about him for the last number of years I'd say since 2015 everybody's been saying he needs to get a call in he's built himself up over the last couple of years he's a big strong lad now and I'm I'm delighted to see him getting a chance and I hope he can take it like cause, you know he's he's good enough to be in there he's got some engine
1: yeah, he's a, he's a class act. He he was actually in school with me, and growing up, he he used to do boxing and that. And he he always had a great level of fitness, and he wouldn't have he would have always looked after himself. He would have ate right, and he mm. wouldn't you know abuse his body with drinking and all this. He's he's a he's a model professional if there is such a thing in the GA. Um and he's consistently been doing it for Simonstown for three or four years at this stage. So he, as you said, he deserves his place. Hopefully, it works out. From I know it. it just because he's a good club player doesn't mean that it's Absolutely, just going to happen yeah. for him yeah. inter county but as you said he deserves his opportunity and and we'd all we'd all wish him well and hopefully see him in the in the green and gold of mead.
2: Kieran um is there anybody that has stood out for you this year in the championships uh of any sort the junior intermediate senior uh, that you would think might be getting a call in to to, to these challenges or this early training?
0: Well, yeah. See, the the thing about it is, will they go in? Is the question. But if you just pick the players that I thought played well, there was a few like, obviously, Podjemkever is one that was on the panel and went off. At, uh Lark and Summerhill, Matty Mokels, their lads have played very well this year. But it's hard to know when they go in. They've had their chances and they've kind of float around the panel. Yeah. I think most of the lads I would have mentioned have been mentioned already. That takes a campaign. A few of these lads. It's maybe funny. Maybe Harry Rooney maybe could come back into the panel. Maybe. You
2: see, uh, I'd I'd be more. I know where you're coming from with those players and the whole lot but I'd be more looking towards the we'll say the, the 18 19 20 right. year old well, bracket the that's where I'd be looking
0: see the problem with them is they'll go under 20s this year A majority of that under 17 panel will go straight on to the 20s panel and that 20s panel is going to be seriously seriously good and that management is going to be ratified next week at the county board meeting and be excited enough when that gets revealed mm. but that under 20 squads is going to be very strong next year and then the lads are coming off the 20s maybe the likes of Eaton Divine they're the few lads that have been mentioned I think they're, yeah. they're savage footballers I just need to the problem is how long do you hold these lads in reserve because Dublin have seemed to blood mm. maybe one or two new lads every year and that you look, you,
2: if you if you look at the last uh, uh, three finals or four finals whatever it is that Dublin played in Two every year. They've got mm. two new mm. y- young footballers every year on playing, starting in each final. That's all it yeah. takes. And really. and and th- that's all you know what I mean? Like you've so you've got thirteen experienced footballers, minding two the, young fellas like the average that are full a of confidence team. as well.
0: This year was younger than when they won their first four years. Yeah, ago. Mm. yeah. So that's just, in theory that means they're stronger now going forward than they ever. were. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. I think just with with Mead at the minute, I think midfield has been an issue. And still is an issue for us. And like, yeah. I know it's a kind of lazy argument to make or to, to point to, but you, you only have to look at you have Connor Nash in Australia and Ronan Jones in America. Yeah. Them two would be a dream in field. Uh, for any county. Yeah. Mm. And like, <laughs> like, oh, please God, someday we, we might see the two of them, you know, playing for me. I don't know. But maybe Jones. Over forties or something. Yeah, and and but maybe like we, we don't Trump, Trump might get rid of the last. I are said, we send some Australia get rid of them. Okay. Send them all
0: home. We're, we not, need you back. we're yeah.
1: not we're not blessed with, with good traditional midfielders than that we would have been and down through the years me they've always had, you know, quality midfielders and just at the minute and especially if this is kind of the likes of David Gallagher now in his pomp would have been made for this kind Ah yeah. Ideal for, but the, for, the, for these new rules. Yeah so look at I'm sure Andy's kinda He's, he's mulling over different lads and, and hoping and, and Ethan Devine could be one of them midfielders
2: are going to have to be mobile now I know all the yeah. balls are kicked out to midfield and you're going to have the mark and still and all that still but you're going to have to be mobile yeah. it, it, that's the, that's the well, really
0: another rule as well just from memory as well the offensive mark I think could be a very interesting one going in like, inside the 20 metre line yeah so or the 10 mark, metre line isn't it 30 yeah, uh, just, just get the rule to be sure I, the offensive mark is inside the 20 meter line, yeah. 20 years. meter line, yeah. So, is there a need to have one big lad, maybe? Because maybe Mead were probably playing a big lad when the, it wasn't working. Yeah. Now, maybe if the likes of Joe Sheridan mm. can. God, no, find him, find his way back into the panel. Oh, sakes! <laughs> <Six>. How <laughs> <laughs> are you going? <laughs> but that's it. We need, we need someone like.
2: Yeah, the... and if we get Mick Lines back at fullback, and uh, yeah, yeah, Gary Der- Green, Gary
1: still playing. Green, Gary, and yeah, bring, no, we J- bring
2: want John people m- who are
0: finished. <laughs> and back,
2: and, and John McDermott, we bring John McDermott back into the middle of the field as well, and maybe Jerry
0: McDermott. Ah, oh, look,
2: we can't. No, we can't look <laughs> back like that. But I, no, but the no, style I, of players. I'm style of football, but, but but Mickey Newman. Yeah. You know, uh, and he was playing uh, in that challenge match the other night. Mm. He's a fierce pair of, sa- pair of hands in him. If you can get ball going diagonally yeah. uh, into Mickey uh, Newman, he's brilliant. Not not under a straight ball in, but if you can get it going diagonally, yeah. that he's kind of running and he can catch it. On and you run. know
0: the style of catch as well that you, you wouldn't have seen because you would have got bottled up afterwards? It's, it's like that Aussie Rules catch, right, with the sliding catch, with the initial catch inside the yeah. 20. Yeah. Because if you did that in a Gaelic match, you just get the head better mm-hmm. off you when yeah. you got it. But now, when you're entitled to your free, you will have 15 seconds to take it. You might see a lot more of this kind of maybe, kind of kicking to the corners and trying to catch it, like mm-hmm. American football. I'll like, mm-hmm. we'll have them dragging their feet like touchdowns. There can be an awful change of style. It's hard to know. Like, but I, I, a, there's a, a tactic there just to try and win the ball. I I,
2: I, I like these new rules. Um, the one I probably don't like is the hand pass one. I think that they've reduced it. It's two three consecutive three yeah. consecutive hand passes.
0: Like it's not going to change much because ah, it is, it's going dribb- to change a lot. It's going to change do a lot. A dribbly kick or something like it's not going to stop. Dribbly kick. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you know you see the Kieran Tierney must have a you're going to get an all star doing this like this is kind of just like he, flimsy kick out to the wing like it's he he's he in have, trouble now
1: if, if this really comes I in. He's not having fist passes. Yeah, he, he with the hand pass. Yeah. He's well, he but he but my going my problem. See see like
2: even in training and Simon saying. Like anything, under thirty yards is a fist pass for me. I can't kick. I can't kick short kicks, so I can't. So <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be in serious trouble with these <laughs> rules when they come in. If i, if I if in the, the junior championship picture. <laughs> but
1: do, and, and sorry, just when we're when we're on the point, it's great to um, to see Column Alley and Gary Rogers as well introduced as yeah, parts of Andy's brilliant. backroom team. Two serious additions. We all know what Column Alley did. With St Columb's Hills, and then he was involved with Loud and that. So it's great to see him involved with Mead, uh, Gary Rogers as well. Like he has such a he has such a great background playing G as well. He's yeah. not just a soccer nope. keeper by any means. He, he actually played he played for Mead a few times, and um, obviously played with St Oltons as well. He so. he um, he was the goalkeeping coach for the Cavan mm-hmm. um,
2: senior team for a number of years, yeah. and. and they speak so highly of him. All of the goalkeepers down there speak so highly of him. Uh, he turned Raymond Galligan from a full forward into a goalkeeper in the space of six months. Yeah. And Raymond Galligan is one of the best goalkeepers in Ulster. Yeah. Um, and it's all down to Gary Rogers' uh, uh, training. Also, Robbie Burlingham, Simonstone goalkeeper, got personal training lessons off, uh, off Gary Rogers. And what he did for Robbie Robbie would be the first person to tell you is just second to none. So he is a really not not just for his goalkeeping coaching, but for what he brings to it as well. Yeah. Uh, you know he can he brings so much more than just a bit of coaching. Mm. He's 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 a great guy, and we're delighted for Gary to be involved. And Ali, obviously, mm. you know he's mm. going to bring some tactical well, awareness in. Part here. of
0: that I like as well as um, Gary's not coming in as a selector. I think one last year, Cormac Sullivan was a selector as well as the goalkeeping coach. Right. I mean, so you know yourself. Gary won't want that. No, so he's actually yeah. that's what he doesn't want. So he's the goalie coach, mm. coach the goalies to the best of his ability. So sometimes when you're selected or Like it's not fair and that to say you're doing three jobs or two jobs. Yeah. Gary's mm. got a set like objective now to get the goalies better.
2: But goalkeeping coaching goes on at the same time as outfield coaching. Yeah. it's at the other uh, other end of the field. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. How could he be expected to be That's a selector? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know that was probably a bit unfair. It's too conflicting rules. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah you're yeah. trying. You're trying to. You're trying to coach one end and look and see what's happening at mm. the other end. It wouldn't so make sense.
0: One last. The playing rules just from when we kind of brought them up. The sin bin rule is going to be interesting as well because the black card now yes. is going to be a ten minute sin bin. Yeah. I, and one thing I'm not so sure I agree with. If you get a second yellow, it's a sin bin, but you can come back on and get a third yellow. That might be maybe the two yellows should have just been a red as normal. Oh, but, absolutely, yeah. But two yellows is going to be a sin bin now for ten minutes, and you can still come back and get another yellow, get a third but yellow, which would be sent off with the third yellow. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, well, yeah but, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that,
0: would, surely, be ludicrous, to give you four.
2: Jesus, oh, I don't, I don't know. Be the, the death sentence for the, yeah. yeah. So there's
0: cornerbacks around the country licking their lips, saying, "I like, can get three <laughs> <of> them now." <laughs>
2: I can get two tubs and the third tub will be punished for. Um, yeah. No, well, I do like the four, sin bin. The
0: in the 14, obviously, in that Yeah, period. I think
2: the sin bin is a great idea. The black card, while the black card was brought in to, to take away cynicism, it was still left that you could bring on a player. So there wasn't much of a punishment mm-hmm. there. There was a 15-second punishment because you had to wait until the next break and play. Yeah. So, you so it wasn't really a punishment. You're kidding, you were losing a good player, but most teams these days have...
0: As good on the bench. Yeah, the only thing it hasn't addressed, and it, it'll be—it's been the GF from the very start—is the CCC. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you have, if you're winning by two points in the last minute of the game, if you don't have to say a word, every player knows in the field. Don't let him score a goal. Yeah. And that's by hook or crook, but all means necessary, don't let him through. And you can get ten lads and get black cards in that last few minutes. that they'll try, and it doesn't actually curtail that stopping the goal because, like, or sorry, it doesn't. The team trying to get the goal, it's damn near impossible to get a goal in the last minute when everyone's trying to pull you down. Mm. And maybe there needs to be an address maybe of a, for example, if you have a second... If you pull a second, down, you get a, you get a penalty or no, a point or something. No, like a second black card maybe within the 10 minutes. Or even just a second black card full stop, you're guaranteed a 30 metre free or something. Like I, I'm not saying... Uh, there just has to be something... But, but I
2: think... Well, no one can't make it easy for a team to win either at the same time, you know what I mean? You like, have to stop. No, but you've, you've brought. Play, that's but, you've, you've, but you've brought in these rules to get a ten-minute But uh, In the
0: last minutes, you won't care. Mm, you'll have yeah. a few of ten lads come on to put them down. But then you'll like. The miss them. The 2nd If, it, if it's the, the last
1: them. five minutes and you get two or three black cards, then you're down to twelve you, men. Yeah, so. It
0: still won't stop that uh, Sean Cavanaugh straight through and <laughs> goal. He's going to do it. Like He just has yeah, to do it. It's Conor McManus
2: and Sean Cavanagh. That, yeah, Cavanagh like, he's he he's down not down he even that man anymore. Floor. so he's <laughs> not <laughs> not sure. You can forget <laughs> about him as much. As <laughs> he's sure. <laughs> and the funny thing, another, thing is, he's a great man. We can
0: talk about them, we're talking about championship proposals, but we'll change the whole rules. So. Exactly. So, yeah, really, we,
2: why don't we invent a new game? We've got a bog bog. One
0: thing we didn't mention Gary McConnell, Kells, they won the doubles handball. Oh, yes. Not Ireland, 60 by 30. I think it's 60 by 40 or 60 by 30. There's, there's a couple of different yeah, sizes. They, they won, that's the Irish one, the international yeah. Irish game. They won that double start the weekend. Gary McConnell, and I forget the last name because we finally taught Gary in school. So. No, Finnegan, that. no. I forget, but Gary and his team had won that. For so, indeed. well done
2: to Gary and his team mate. And another, another <laughs> <had all> <laughs> for, for the handball. And, and uh, actually our sister podcast, one of the lads who uh, uh, contributes on a Paul Fitzpatrick, he also won an All-Ireland on the, on the weekend. Uh, he's been beaten in a number of finals. And um, We want to just congratulate Paul Fitzpatrick as well um, from... Uh, from our sister podcast, we'll, we'll move on now. And we'll speak for a couple of minutes with David about your uh, your blog, the Risbon blog. Yeah. Um, look, as we know, it's an absolutely fantastic read. <laughs> but uh, you recently caught up with Graham Riley, the meat Captain yeah. from. Was he Me Captain last year or the year before? before, the year before the 2017. Year before, 20, yeah. 20, and um, you had a, an in depth. Conversation mm-hmm. with him and he's been with me as we said earlier on for over 10 years and uh, you know just uh, just give the, the listeners a taste of what 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 the um, blog is about yeah, that they can read in they can catch up with your your blog mm-hmm. online
1: so so initially i, I kind of started back from when he started i think it was 2007 he was first onto the panel and we kind of took it from there and worked our way up through the years mm-hmm. initially that th- 2007 we got to an all-ireland semi-final and then again in 2009 and he wasn't really getting a look in he was young he was only 17 he was only he won the, the Leinster Championship as a minor so he was on the panel but he wasn't getting much action because the boys were doing so well and they were kind of an older more established team but he learned a lot from the likes of his heroes he said it in to me like that he, he grew up watching Graham Garrity and Darren Fay and players like this Trevor Giles even um, so his desire was always to play for me on that and he the one thing I got from talking to Graham was that you know and he, and he does have his has, have his critics and I, I always tend to believe that the best players or the the more talented players will always have more critics than the kind of more average yeah absolutely the yeah. Player, which is just the way it is but he he has this ambition and this pure desire to play for me and it's refreshing to hear it in this kind of day and age maybe 10 years ago it was, it was normal there was no such thing as a guy kind of leaving to go to America or something for the summer but it is obviously now when I asked him, I said, was that ever a, that ever a possibility or a, was that ever in your thinking to take a year out from Mead? And, and he said, no, he said he's, he wants to play for Mead as long as he possibly can because he believes he can win stuff for Mead. And he says, that's probably a bit naive. But he says, what's the point in, if you don't. in, in playing yeah. if you don't? And, he, and he genuinely believes yeah. that Mead aren't as far away as, as others may think. And he, and he points to the, the work being done underage. Look, for so many years, we probably neglected our underage teams when, when we were going well. Um, the likes of John Cavanaugh Seamus Kenny, Jamie Queenie, these boys have come in yeah. in recent years and done fantastic work with the underage. And it's starting to bear fruit. Now, granted, we're a few years behind some, of the, some of the more...
2: What's going to happen, Mead, I feel, it's going to be a bit like Galway. just come from nowhere. Yeah. And it'll just be bang. And we'll be back. Mm. Um I don't think it's going to be a long way away. Yeah. I think we're talking in the next couple of years. I think that we need we need a little bit of luck. Um, we need to maybe, uh, as I said before in the podcast, get to Division 1 mm. um, of the National Football League. Stay there for a year. If we could win, uh, get promoted this year, stay there the following year and blood a couple of these young fellas, the likes of your Ethan Devines or your Dara Campions or mm. these young lads that are coming through. I think, th- and then all of a sudden, if if, if those young fellas break into that team, and you've got three or four of them breaking into the team, mm. what's coming behind, you know, it it
1: it, it could really mm. be
2: the start of something special. Like.
1: Biggie Biggie actually said that to me. He you know, and it's in the it's in the article. He talked about the importance and the need to get to Division One, mm. and, and and he realizes that, and I think the Mead lads realize that that they. In order to kind of join the elite group or or you know, join division one teams and compete with them on a on a regular basis, we have to be playing them on a weekly basis as yeah. well in the leagues. And like you're never you're gonna get some hamrons, that's that's just a given. You're gonna to have to learn the hard way. But in order to actually compete with them, you're gonna to have to be playing them on a on a weekly basis and whatever in the league. Um it's all a learning curve. For the younger lads and the older lads who kind of wouldn't have like Graham probably never he, he's never tasted Division 1 football. Yeah. For yeah. me he's, on, he's the second longest serving player after Mickey Burke but he's never played Division 1 and you can What is it
2: 2006 was the last time that me played yeah. uh, Division 1 football. Yeah. Which, is too, which is too long. Way for, too long. For,
0: for We've been so close bit. and our, like never mind the ones we were kind of coming down at the season but the one I remember my dad has always had me the time we played Donegal in Donegal. Mm. we were winning by a point Barry Cassidy from Derry was reffing it. Shane O'Rourke had a ball in the corner mm. and he was it was a sideline just off the sideline and Meade made a sub and as the sub was going on and the sub the man was coming off Cassidy done Shane O'Rourke for time with us. That's right, yeah. but the sub was being made but the ref made a mess of it and he shot the penalised because Shane was waiting for the man to go off and the sideline man had the board up the whole lot but Barry penalised him they hopped the ball Dodie Gall got up and down the field, scored a point. Mm. Drew, we didn't qualify. We finished third again. For mm. we think three times we finished third or yes. twice. Yes. That's the years, when years when then we finished third. I think two other times, didn't yeah,
2: we? Yeah, in the last in the last four years, I think we've finished third three times. Like
0: mm. I just thought was a good idea for convention. Why don't we put a motion in the third place? Plays third, third bomb. bottom in the leagues. Like, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. yeah. have a and, chance,
2: then. and then we did up fourth. But <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the last day as well, yeah. go from first to fourth. I suppose the problem with me made over the last number of years has been consistency mm-hmm. you know like I, I think back to last year and the game against Roscommon at the start of the year mm. when we come back and when five points up we're after that game was over Yeah. and then the next thing is Graham Riley kicks into uh, uh, into play and the rest of the players kicked in and just uh, I suppose uh, my own club mates Podge McKeever and, and Sean Tobin mm. and we went at them and the next thing is we're five points up we ended up drawing that game yeah. right but
0: why do Ross- the boys out at the end? Well, well apart, like, apart,
2: from, apart from all that, yeah. you know, Rossum had come down from Division 1 the year mm-hmm. beforehand, right? So they're, they're a good side. They got promoted again last yeah, year yeah. back to Division 1. It's... When we play against better teams, we seem to perform a little bit better, but then the next thing is when we play against lower-ranked teams, you know, we struggle. And yeah. um, We went down to Tipperary. We went down to Clare. You
1: know, like... That, that's that is that is true and even on a simple this year like the Longford game and then the yeah. Toronto the game within two weeks of each other chalk and, and cheese and like Graham said that too he says in order to get to where we want to be we have to get that consistency in our game. What yeah. they need to do is
2: they need to set a bar. Yeah. Because they, they, they should have a, a, a... And maybe it's something that, uh, that they could have a sports psychologist in or whatever to do it mm. and just set bars and say, right, well, we don't go below this. Mm. And they have to say that this is our minimum performance because they don't seem to have a minimum or a maximum. They can go out
1: and do it they did against mm. Tyrone. And then they can go out as you said and the two division. weeks earlier do what they the did against Longford. Like that. But but that like, that but that's the worst thing about like you actually know that need have that in their locker. They have yeah. that game in their locker yeah. against the likes of Throne and Donegal. just two weeks Donegal but last We also year, yeah. have the game yeah, against before. Longford. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's something that's going on. Or the game against Cork. And yeah. <laughs> or the
0: Calvin game winning by 7 and lost by 7 wasn't yeah like, you you know, winning win by 11 11 so two,
2: right. three year, 2 years ago 3 years ago in years, it, 14, and, and lost months. by 9 or something but but, uh, yeah, but this is going on this
1: is going on for the last the guts of a decade th- this kind of thing even when Banty was over she, we, we, we should have been bet against Carlo after mm-hmm. being crazy amount up but you now we bet them in the replay and then we couldn't beat Kildare when we were rolled off and actually I think only lost to the doubles by 2 points yeah the right, Biggie talked about that as well he said like that was probably the closest he <laughs> came to beating the dubs I think that was 2011, maybe 2012 um, and that was the kind of new after 2010, after the Leinster final the controversial yeah. final a lot, a lot of the players that year kind of stepped away or kind of just drifted away the likes of Nigel Crawford, Anthony Miles, uh, Joe Sherwin, Brian Farrell mm-hmm. etc, these kind of players and then this, this was when the likes of Biggie and Co kind of stepped up and, and got the chance and carried the, carried the can then from there on in but um, yeah he's he's he, he, he is optimistic and, and he feels that it's not just a case of well throwing all these young lads in but gradually as you talked about feeding them in. Hmm.
2: We can, I don't think we can do it. Dublin, we don't, we don't have the luxury of what hmm. Dublin have uh, to just introduce two a year. I think we need like to go... go oh yeah,
0: sorry Paul Flynn, you can sit down. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Like Paul Flynn for us realistically, yeah. he's a lead man. Exactly.
2: So I think that we need maybe to blood in three or four of them hmm. each year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Minimum three, I'd like to see three of them getting blooded in because these boys play with with no fear. You know, they're very confident in their ability, mm. they've played against the top players at their level in the country and have been better than them. one of the things that stands out to me. Um, because we mentioned him already, was Graham Gerrity. And from his, um, uh, the interview that was done with him on, on Tina G, do you remember that show that was done mm. with yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laker Gale, brilliant, yeah. um one of the things that stood out for me from that was when he was making the transition. From under 21 or minor into the Meade senior team. Mm. And he just went in and he hit swagger
0: and he was like going... Mm. He won the other under 21 and then Yeah, and he was,
2: he was going into the senior team going, right, you know, like, uh, these lads, OK, and I'm playing against some of the best players in the country, but I know I'm as good, yeah. if not better than them. And I know that sounds it, 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 it sounds arrogant, arrogant or, yeah. or, or cocky or whatever. But you need to be you need to believe in yourself what's the point in going in against the best player in the country if you don't believe that you can yeah. you can do something you sh- else you should see it as an don't opportunity don't go in with a defeatist
1: attitude yeah it's an opportunity not not something to be afraid of because if you're going in afraid against the Dubs they will eat you alive absolutely but, but even
2: you- even going in against even against Tyrone or mm. because Dublin are just an exceptional team you should look forward to playing Dublin because mm. then you can say to yourself well I know where I need to be you can evaluate yourself after the game and say, Right, okay, then. Um, I was on the ball 10 times, he tackled me three times. I lost the ball, I need to strengthen up in the whole yeah. in possession, you know. And, and so, you, you use that to make yourself better playing against the best. Um, I just think that we need more players with that mentality going into that mid team. that I'm as good as what's out there, and if he wants to try and take
0: the ball off me, best of luck to him. And of course, this year with the Leinster draw for 2019, the fact that Kildare and Dublin are on the same side of the draw, yeah. I know, like it's it only presumptuous, and maybe sometimes we were presumptuous last year. We said, "Oh, we'll beat Longford but we have to go out with the idea we're going to beat Offley, we're going to beat Carlo and then we'll be in a semi final, and then we'll be in a Leech, final. Leeshia Westmead. Yeah. That's what we should be planning. Like that's what the lads have to say to themselves. We're getting to an answer final, and we're going to compete on the day. And well, this uh, what we must uh, take off. It's it's
2: that is hard to do. You can't look three day games down in the line no. or whatever but you have to look at your first game and say yeah we can beat them mm, yeah. Have uh, like you, you can have a look at the thing and say right we're on the good side yeah. and then say right then we just need to it was, work uh, on ourselves uh, you
0: know Declan Coyle the sports psychologist he came to Sanchezdown when we won the senior that year brilliant Declan Coyle and he, just his idea was you uh, set your target like that Says we're going to get to the answer final and compete to the last second so that's your goal we said if you're going to that loan in a car you have to drive every inch of the road to get there you can't basically say I'm going that loan you have to me every turn nah, has that's to be, right yeah every little thing has to be dealt with on the way and this is probably where we get probably knocked off our shell when we think oh we have this one better this is an easy game this is a hard game I mean, you shouldn't be thinking like that it should just be a, a distraction that's tipped mm. away and you keep going and keep moving on like, it's a good, it's it's good way concept. of looking at a chair yeah, he's, he's, he's fantastic really, I should yeah. have just said that was me <laughs>
2: Well look There's we don't want to give away we, we don't <laughs> want to give away the whole interview, uh, if, you to, um, the interview uh, if you want to um read the rest of that interview go to the Rispin blog you can fi- find it on Facebook you can find it on Twitter is it on Instagram
1: no no it's on LinkedIn find it on my bio yeah on Instagram <laughs> if you want to. it's on LinkedIn as well um and keep an eye out, I'm just about starting to write up team of the year for junior, intermediate and senior football as well. So Excellent. To, when he has them done, we'll, yeah. we'll
2: discuss them on the uh, podcast here as well and we can tell him where he was wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, <I'd> <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that's it. Uh, any other business, I suppose, you want to talk well, about the, the, the house, draws on, house draws on
0: Wednesday? Yeah, so basically, this is the last right, Get your tickets online get them like they're going to be going hot off the press so you can't get the 250 ticket after wednesday so the 250 tickets the early bird it gets into all three house draws for the three different houses and the cash prizes so make sure you get yourself in for the three house (laughs) (laughs) anybody anybody
2: who wants to pay 250 euro after wednesday for two draws is welcome to but But, uh, But the, the
0: value really is in that 250 ticket and like obviously, the hundred euro f- to, b- to win a house is a serious value, but yeah, absolutely. Basically, to yeah. get the third one half price if you get them all at the start is brilliant. Like so, as you said, like it's to redevelop a and all that, but more importantly, you can win yourself a house. That's it's how good. he's got the message. He's yeah. starting to get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, the, I think see, from some GA people to be thinking the rebuilding Partholton is the goal, but if you're trying to spread it to the rest of the world, I suppose. Fell in Frankfurt ever doesn't give a fiddler's
2: about the stadium. He just wants to win a house and that. Yeah, we've a we've a high li- <laughs> we've a high listenership in Frankfurt. I can tell
0: you. Football uh, <laughs> well, stronghold.
2: We oh, on well, we <laughs> there's one ticket been sold in Frankfurt. So. There's obviously one beat man there. And well, no, that was true the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was so true the podcast. <laughs> Look, I want to thank uh, Kieran Flynn. The Mead Pro for coming in to do the podcast as usual, and David Grispin Obviously, we want to wish uh, uh, Brian Kelly uh, a speedy recovery from whatever third-degree t- torture, really torture. <laughs> in the in the area. Yeah. It's not the Banshee. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Brian Kelly, the secretary of the Mead uh, Minor County Board. But uh, uh, tune in next week. We're going to, as we said, we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to have a look back. Sorry, we'll be looking at the proposals that have been made for uh, the changes to the bead uh, football and we might go through those new rules as yeah, well because uh, the, they're going to be taking, They're going to be going on in the burn Cup which is starting early this year as well
0: Kieran. yeah starting the second week of December so there's two games before Christmas because I think well slightly reactionary I'd say Leinster were worried that they were going to lose their final again like what happened this year mm-hmm. with snow and that so mm-hmm. because the National League government is coming earlier again they're going to have the burn Cup in December so yeah, I don't think it's going to be a big people are saying it's going to extend the season as we already know the teams are playing challenge matches anyway so the Burn Cup is basically just putting a competitive seal on a challenge match so I think it's a good idea because it raises money for the accident fund for injuries and that so I think it's important to get rid of it so so I think it's a good idea. So comes support Mead early, I think it'd be
2: exciting again Every Yeah, year. the 2019 Auburn mm-hmm. uh, Cup will be finished probably in 2018. Uh, no, look, one, <laughs> that'll one, one, it's it's be a, a first. January, that'll January, be, a, that'll no. be a first. I've seen championships and stuff running and leagues <laughs> and fresh cups running into yeah. the following year. But uh, I've There's never only seen two one rounds finished.
0: in 2018 and two rounds in 19. We're retaining,
2: obviously, gonna, we're reigning champs. So we want to retain that. Oh, that, World Cup. That, that's West, that's correct. Yeah, we beat Westmead in in, London, yeah, in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So that's us. That's it for us this week. Uh, do tune in next week. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're on Instagram now as well. Um, uh, so is David Risman, Kieran <laughs> Flynn, the whole lot of us. And remember, we are Meat White It matters more.